Hey, real quick, this episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, hello, and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at Case.Kenny on Instagram, and this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you be the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone, and live a fulfilling and purposeful life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 435. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And I'll start by saying today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. More on them in just a minute. But today I want to talk about being a quote millionaire. I want to talk about our innate collective social desire to be a millionaire. Or if that's not on your radar in, in that wording, to just have more money, to have the money you see other people have, to have the money you see in movies and media. That's the topic I want to talk about because I think it's one of the more relatable things I come across when it comes to goals and just innate social desires. And, you know, frankly, I rarely talk about money on the podcast because it's one of those things where I don't know the right answer. I don't. Personally, I like money. I like nice things. I, I work hard to make a living. I manage to do well in my corporate career. So I have a healthy, respectful relationship there with money. So it'd be kind of BS for me to say, you know, money doesn't matter or something like that. That would be hypocritical of me. So certainly I don't know the answer to questions like, does money buy happiness? Uh, I certainly think it helps, <laughs> but I, I can't deny that. But I don't know. I don't know. But the other day I came across a TikTok that kind of made me pause and reevaluate myself. And I'm going to play the audio for it here and then we'll talk about it for a couple of minutes. In that I want to talk about our inclination to want to be a millionaire, millionaire, to want to have more money in life. And then we're going to talk a little bit about in general about why we want the things we want. And hopefully we can question if the pressure that we have for wanting those things is true to us or if it's borrowed. And if we can maybe enjoy our lives a little bit more by not adopting other people's pressure, their goals, their expectations as our own. So here's the the audio from the TikTok. It's from a woman sharing a story about her experience, quote, wanting to be 
a millionaire, and her handle is Latoya the Songstress. But here's the audio from it. Story time. I met a lady a few years back when I first really started to get serious about my business. And I had met her like at a networking event. And we were kind of just like talking to each other and sharing what we, you know, what our businesses were about. And I asked her, I said, so what do you do? And she says, I make millionaires. I help people become millionaires. And I said, well, I want to be a millionaire. And she looked at me and she said, why do you want to be a millionaire? And I explained to her why I wanted to be a millionaire. And then she said to me, does your mission, does the big vision you have require you to be a millionaire? Is it a requirement in order for you to do what you want to do successfully? And I stood back and I was like, whoa, no one's ever asked me that. And I realized in that moment that I didn't need a million dollars to be effective. I didn't need a million dollars to bring my vision to life. There it is. There, there's the audio. So this episode isn't about, you know, building a brand or building a business or being an entrepreneur. It's, it's really not even about money, but we'll start here. And what I was really struck by in the TikTok is the obvious. It was the question, does your big vision, does your mission require you to be a millionaire? That's the question. And that was a really big light bulb moment for me as well. Not only her, but for me, does your big vision, does your mission require you to be a millionaire? And when I first heard that question and I turned inward and asked myself it, I was like, whoa, you know what? I don't need to be a millionaire to do what I'm meant to do in my life. Of course not. It is not a requirement for me. I I say all the time that my mission in life, my big vision for myself, when I take out all the bullshit and the finish lines that aren't my own, my mission is to help people love themselves. My mission is to help people simplify their emotions. That is my purpose in life took me a while to get here, but here I am. And of course, in that equation, I don't need to be a millionaire to do that. Of course not. But it was also interesting to watch myself kind of go about answering the question. My gut true reaction was, no, I don't need to be a millionaire to help people love themselves a bit more. Of course not. But then I watched myself slowly move away from that answer. I could feel myself kind of rationalizing, saying, well, you know, if I did have more money, I could maybe build a studio and do the podcast even better. Um, I could invest in hiring more people to help with things like marketing and advertising. I could release more books and make more products. And yeah, you know, in that sense, money would help with my mission. Being a millionaire would help because it it would help me focus on the mission to do it better and add bigger. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And I felt myself, I found myself slowly backpedaling from what was an initial honest answer. Again, in my case, I'm one of the lucky ones who has found his quote thing in life pretty early, I would say, you know, 34. I found it and I'm so grateful to be able to say that. And for me, because of that, I am empowered to say being a millionaire, making more than a certain amount of money, that is not necessary for me to complete my mission. But that's kind of opposite of how I've normally thought about things, how I've been conditioned, how I've allowed myself to condition myself. Like on a linear line, I am used to saying that I have a goal. Let's say the goal is being a best-selling author or being a top podcaster on that line. And for some reason, I've twisted my definition of what the finish line looks like to be around money. Being a millionaire would mean I am a best-selling author. Being a millionaire would mean I am a top podcaster. And I guess logically, maybe that makes sense, but I just think it's very messed up and it kind of makes me sad to realize that in a a way I've defined my purpose by money. I have, and there's no way around it. Like when I say that being a millionaire is necessary to be an impactful author or top podcaster, I am saying that money defines my mission. 
Money defines my ability to be happy. Money defines my ability to be fulfilled within my mission. And realizing that kind of makes me sad. Again, this is my issue, but this makes me sad because that's me. Once again, like we all tend to do in so many areas of life, that's me giving away my power to arbitrary things. So I bring up this idea, this idea of money as a starting point here. You know, in the context of money, I say, go off, make money, earn money more than you need, whatever. There's, there's no right answer. I don't, I don't know. I respect you either way. If you're a minimalist and don't believe in money, I respect you. If you're a, you know, a greedy capitalist and, and love money, great, fantastic. But at the end of the day, if you are defining your thing, your mission, your purpose, your passion by money, then I think we need to reevaluate because that is the clearest indication that all of us are borrowing. We're borrowing. We're borrowing definitions, timelines, and finish lines from other people. And we have to learn to form our own. And I really like this one singular question within the context of social pressure. Is being a millionaire a requirement to fulfill your mission in life? That's an eye-opening question. It could be like a, a splash of cold water on your face. Can you answer it honestly? Not in the way I did by rationalizing the little things, but on a deeper, more honest level. Is it a requirement? Is it necessary? Is being a millionaire necessary for you to fulfill your mission in life? Well, I guess that depends on what your mission in life is. What is your mission in life? Are you able to answer that? Maybe you're still working through it. But right now, would you say the purpose of your life as it is in this moment, in this chapter, is it to make money? Is it to be a millionaire? Maybe that's the output. Maybe that's the result of your passion or your purpose. But would you say that comes first? Would you say that being a millionaire is a reflection of your purpose? Would you say that being a millionaire is a reflection of a life well lived? Even if you can't pinpoint your purpose, because that could take a long time and it should take a long time. Even if you can't, I'm sure you'd agree that your purpose in a sense is to live life, right? Life is meant to be lived and experienced in, in all its varieties. That's a fair statement, right? Life is meant to be filled with flavor, with travel and love and exploration. It's meant to be filled with curiosity and ups and downs. It's meant to be filled with books and coffee shops and first dates and last dates and last first dates. It's meant to be filled with imagination and second chances. And it's meant to be filled with laughing and crying and emotion and everything in between. Life is meant to be lived and experienced. It's meant to be live, lived, laughed, and loved, right? <laughs> you know, I'm just making a point here that we need to be honest with ourselves about the fact that life is constantly changing, goals are changing, we change, the world changes, and we'll always be pursuing something, navigating something, evolving through something. And regardless of your thing, your purpose, whether you know it or not, can we draw a line between it and saying that being a millionaire is a requirement to do it? It might help. Yes, of course. I'm not denying that. You can certainly travel more and, and eat, pray, love more if you have a full bank account. But is that necessary for you to fulfill your mission in life? I just want to encourage you to ask yourself this, maybe in the context of money, but let's let's go wider than that. Let's go wider. Is that thing, is that status, whatever you have in your head, is it a requirement for you to complete your big vision in life? Is it? Is being a size zero a requirement for you to complete your big vision in life? Is being in a relationship right now a requirement for you to complete your big vision in life? Is being married right now a requirement? Is owning that 7 Series BMW a requirement? Is having a roster uh, filled with, with, with people for you to hook up with, is that a requirement? Is being named Forbes 30 under 30 a requirement? Is looking a certain way, having a certain thing, being told certain things, is that a requirement for you to complete your big vision in life? 
Of course, practically, they will all help. It'll be nice. Of course, you want those things. Of course, you see other people wanting those things. But what about you? Is that thing, is that validation, is that title, whatever it may be, is that a requirement for you to complete your big vision in life? Hey, real quick, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And, you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New Mindset. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Hero Bread. And something I'm into lately, as simple as it sounds, is toast. A nice toasted piece of bread, so simple, maybe some butter, maybe some jam, but just toast. It's the best. But as someone who is making an effort to invest in my health and fitness and diet, the carb fear is real. And the result is I don't get to enjoy a nice piece of toast as often or as guilt-free as I'd like. So I'm definitely grateful for Hero Bread. Their bread options have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's got the same soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a BLT or a burrito or a burger or toast. And they were kind enough to send me some loaves, and I can attest to it being the same experience I crave, but now guilt-free. They also sent me some tortillas, which are great. They have bread loaves, buns, biscuits, tortillas, anything to match your bread cravings. So don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code newmindset at checkout. That's newmindset at h-e-r-o dot c-o. Maybe your vision right now is simply to discover your big vision, to experience a life well-lived. Same question. And in light of that, maybe you're like, Case, I like this question a lot, but I don't have a vision to really compare this to. I don't really have a thing. I'm just living and and trying to figure things out. Well, let's dive into that a bit more. And so I want to bring in my good friend and better help therapist, Heisu Jo, to offer her perspective on this. Uh, hi, Heisu. Welcome back. And I, you know, I'm, I'm sure this is a topic that comes up frequently in your therapy practice. Namely, how do we know what actually makes us happy? How do we know what is our thing? Like, how do we figure that out? It, it's probably safe for me to say that we tend to borrow other people's definitions a lot. We tend to look to other people for what we should want and what we should do. And in light of that fact, what would you say as a therapist with perspective? How can we figure out what is unique to us on a deep level so that we can avoid what I'm referencing here, pressure to be a certain way or have certain things or, you know, live a certain timeline. Does it all just come down to trial and error experience? What would you say to that? Well, I like what you said about trial and error. Is it trial and error as in trying things and figuring out whether that's the thing 
or not, right? And we've all done some kind of version of trial and error in various contexts of our life. When you're a student in school, you might remember like trial and error, pushing boundaries, pushing limits, what works in the ways that you communicate with teachers, in making friends, in what's effective in getting the grades that you're hoping for. And if that's not something you were concerned with in school, then something else in your life, you've probably gone through some version of trying some stuff to figure out what does work and what doesn't. Even if your intention was just to figure out what does work, you end up finding out some things that don't. So I think similarly, if you're searching for what makes you truly happy, I think it is important to try a bunch of stuff in this world, explore things and you know, dip your toes into so many different bodies of water because that's how you're going to give yourself a wide breadth of experiences to figure out what actually elicits that happy feeling. Um, I think many of us generally know what it feels like to be happy. Now, if you're sitting there and thinking, I actually don't know what it feels like to be happy, I think that's that's an indicator of maybe you can invite more experiences into your life to figure out what things out there you haven't experienced. And, you know, you mentioned like we tend to borrow other people's definitions of happiness a lot. So if you're able to, you want to challenge yourself to remove, you know, other people's experiences of happiness and and this thing of like they look happy. So try to drop that for a second and just really explore inward what are the things that make you feel good, regardless of whether somebody else approves of this thing or not? I think it's a big, broad question, and sometimes it's difficult to pinpoint because feelings are so subjective and they change all the time. Another thing to consider is to openly invite and welcome all emotions, all spectrum of feelings, um, because I think those that really resist or avoid painful feelings and try their very best to avoid situations or relationships that might hurt them or make them feel bad or make them feel sad, you're depriving yourself of a full world of emotion. And folks that have felt and experienced true joy, they know what that's like because they've also experienced grief and sorrow. I think there's something to be said about like just being open to so many different things that the world has to offer. Not all of it is going to feel good, but you're going to have such deeper experiences of what feels good if you've also allowed yourself to feel bad sometimes. Oh, thank you for that. I, I, I love that so much just because I talk a lot on the podcast about the power of contrast, exactly what you're saying here, namely that, you know, if we figure out what we don't want, what isn't for us, what we don't deserve, as tough as it might be, it is a win in a sense. We can now check that off our list and, and move on tough pill to swallow, of course, but you know, learning what isn't for us can be just as powerful as learning what is. So thank you for that. What, what about this, taking it you know, a layer broader, a bit more broad for people? What about someone who comes to you and simply says, I feel lost in life. I am completely lost. I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no purpose and I never will. Do you have any advice for someone like that who just feels lost in the wind, who has struggled and is struggling to find purpose in life? Do you have any practical advice for them? While I'm thinking about and marinating on what kind of personal advice I'd give, I am thinking of advice that we've received from people before us. I've, I've heard these various quotes from different you know, authors, which I can't remember them. I'm sure if you Google these things, I cannot take credit for these phrases. But there's a quote out there like, whatever you are, be a good one. 
or another one, not all who wander are lost. Like I know these have very like cliche feelings attached to them, but I really value that kind of phrasing because first it gives us compassion and understanding of ourselves if we don't have some really uh, defined purpose in our life. Sometimes it's okay to be wandering around and looking for that and searching for that. Maybe that is your purpose, to find purpose. And and that's a fine and wonderful direction to be going in also. And, you know, I've, I've also heard this other quote about how life's meaning is discovering what you're good at and sharing that with other people. And so in order to discover what this thing is that you're good at, you do need to try a lot of stuff. You're not going to figure this thing out until you've opened yourself to many different experiences and tried many different things and tried connecting with other people and opening yourself to new relationships. A lot of times you may feel lost because you haven't started going anywhere. So sometimes maybe it's just about taking a step and going in any direction because then you'll figure out if that's not the direction that you want. But you won't even know that unless you start going towards something. You know, so if you are feeling lost, or I guess if somebody's coming to me and saying this thing, expressing they feel lost, expressing that they don't know what they're supposed to do with their life, start exploring. Nobody has it figured out from day one. I think some of the most focused people and the people that seem to have intentionality in everything that they do, that comes after so much self-discovery and a lot of work that went into it. And that work being exploration learning how to process when what you're exploring is good versus not good for you. Um, so it's, it's very similar to what we were just saying about exploring and experiencing a lot of different things to start figuring out what direction you do want to take. And also remembering and um, having some mercy on yourself that a direction you start going in today, it may not feel right for you tomorrow. And it's okay to shift, recalibrate, and turn around. Love that. Thank you, Hesu. Thank you so much. You know, I'm, I'm seeing a common theme here of, of trying, of effort, of intention to figure th these things out through action and through experience. And I love that so much. And, you know, uh, for me, one phrase that I always come back to is the idea of allowing yourself to be lost, but with the intention of being found. I call that being lost in the right direction. And I think that's what we're both referring to here, right? Being willing to start over, being willing to experience everything with the intention of discovering what is right for you. Not necessarily right for everyone else or anyone else, but for you. So I love that. Thank you so much. Um, I think it's a good spot to, to end this episode here. And hopefully this gives you, the listener, something to think about. Certainly within the context of wanting to be a quote millionaire. Um, I just wanted to use that as an entry point here. But beyond that, is looking a certain way, having a certain thing, being told certain validating things, is that a requirement for you to complete your big vision in life? But that's it. I'll end it there. I hope this was helpful. Specifically, thank you to you, Jesu, as always. And if this was helpful, be sure to share the podcast with a friend. Uh, maybe this could be a light bulb moment for them uh, just with this question to ask. But that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting me. And until next episode, I'm out.
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.